This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've been spending this hour talking all about the winter weather. With the frigid temperatures and snow on its way, what should those of us with cars do to prepare for them and what's ahead? Or winterize our cars, if you will. So joining us over the phone with some tips on how to do that is Joe Bedencourt Jr. of Joe's Expert Auto in Lincoln Park. Hey, Joe, welcome back. How's it going, Sasha? How are you? Doing well. It seems like we, we get you back on the show just around this time every year. Uh, so we, we do look forward to our, our chat with you. But I, I want to start with the part of the car that touches the snow on the ground. And I'm talking about the tires, of course. Give us the difference between all-season tires and snow tires. So, I mean, the, the, the main difference is that snow tires are just significantly more aggressive. Um, the the pad is more aggressive. Uh, and, yes, they, they handle uh you know, the tread of snow a lot better. Um, now, the biggest difference is if you're going to be switching those tires out uh, once a year or if you're going to just stick with an all-season tire, which technically can do a pretty good job uh, all year round. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I get is outside of winter, those tires are very noisy on the road, uh, aggressively so. The all-season? Uh, no. The, the, the snow tires. tires. Yeah, yeah snow tires true. are very noisy. A lot of people will go with an all-season, uh, yeah. you know, uh, to avoid that. Um, yes, the don't, think, don't get me wrong, the winter tires are uh, better for, like, heavier snow, um, but that's the one downside. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and the thing is, I, I'm from Toronto, Joe, and I I recall, I mean, all my years of, of, of driving, especially while I lived there, getting snow tires, getting winter tires was just a thing. It was just a ritual. Everyone did it. Um, it was there was no question about it. It wasn't until I moved to the the states. And mind you, I lived in like you know D.C. where the winters aren't as harsh, uh, but no one did that. Right? It was just all about all season tires yeah. all year long. <laughs> um, how about chains on tires? Are they necessary? I mean, to, to be fair, it, it's illegal in a lot of uh, cities. Um, I mean, cer- certain areas, I mean, I, I believe if you go out towards, like, you know, Denver uh, or further up into the mountains, I believe uh, they certain cities do uh, request them during winter. But, like, in, like, Chicago and, like, pretty much most of Illinois, I, I don't believe they're even legal to have on the road just because of the damage that they do to the roads themselves. Yeah. Let's talk about all-wheel drive and four-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive. Again, help us out here. What's the difference? So, I mean, uh, a lot of times on vehicles, 4x4 can be activated and deactivated, which means that all four tires will be pulling at all times. Uh, All-wheel drive is more so a system that assists uh, by checking the speed of each tire and countering uh, to make sure the vehicle does not, you know, spin and for best traction. And that's usually a system that does not turn off. It's pretty much always activated. So if you're you're in the car, you're driving, how do you know that it's working? Because you can't see the tires spinning. I mean, honestly, technically, it's usually as simple as the uh, as, as the uh, as, as long as there's no lights being on. <laughs> well, that's if true. Too. Yeah. If your all-wheel drive system fails, uh, you would get a uh, in most cases you would get a light that says that there is some kind of issue uh, with the all-wheel drive uh, system. Um, same as your traction your skid control, all those, any kind of issues would normally trigger a light to come on. What does the cold temperature do to uh, air pressure in the tire? Um, I mean, anytime you have a significant drop in uh, uh, in air uh, or um, in the temperature around us, uh, lots of times what will happen is it just allows a certain amount of tire uh, air pressure to escape. Um, 
usually what we see is the most common is around this time of year when the, the first initial drop in temperature will usually put most people about anywhere between like five to six pounds lower. So if you were if your tires were at the correct uh, specs, usually they might not even trigger a low-pressure light. If you were borderline, obviously, usually the next morning you come out to a tire-pressure light on your vehicle. Yeah. How about our windshields? Let's talk about that. And I would love for you to clear something up. I've been seeing this debate all over the Internet. I've been seeing some videos, too, some TikToks. Do we pour hot or boiling water onto the windshield to defrost it? Is it going to break it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, we wouldn't. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, with with TikTok and YouTube, all these things, a lot of people um, disguise uh, goofy, silly videos as 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 supposed help, which can actually get a lot of people into a lot of trouble. Um, But boiling water on a windshield could uh, could actually shatter it. Um, So definitely don't. uh, A lot of times. Um, there are some new things out there. I know we chatted about the, the these, like, these little covers that you put on them, uh, and they keep them from frosting over. Yeah, do you um, recommend that, the windshield cover? I mean, I, I, honestly, there's not a lot out there that proves it, 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 it's any better. I mean, it, it does keep the frost from building up on top of it. Um, so, I mean, if, if you're parking in a place that you trust that someone won't take it, uh, <laughs> by all means. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I mean, honestly, as long as you uh, allow the car to warm up, uh, a lot of times just simply hitting the defrost on a, on a vehicle, letting it sit there for a few minutes will uh, will do the job more than easily. And what about your, your wipers? What's the best way to keep your windshield wipers good and, and flexible for, for longer? So, I mean, I don't know if you ever noticed this when you drive down the street a lot of times when people are preparing for snow, you might see a lot of people with their wiper blades up. Yes. Uh, that's actually not a bad thing to do if your wiper arms are able to go up. A lot of people do that so that they don't freeze to the glass. Right. Um, also, uh, another thing to, uh, to do is if we are expecting a lot of snow, make sure you keep your wiper blades uh, in the off position when you stop the night, the night before. A lot of people will forget them on. We'll get a you know ten you know eight to ten inches of snow. Mm-hmm. That first layer melts and becomes heavy, and then you can strip the gears on the wiper trans if you go oh. and use them and force all that snow off. And a lot of times people don't do it on purpose, and a lot of times it's just automatic because the car starts, they right. push, and they can damage them. It's a mistake you don't want to happen, though. Yeah, yeah. Is all windshield washer fluid the same? Uh, no, it is definitely not. Uh, when buying it, you definitely want to make sure uh, and where the freezing temp is on it. Uh, a lot of the stuff for winter can go down to negative 25, negative 35 degrees. Uh, we see a lot of people coming from the south, coming up here for the winter, for the summer. Everything is normal. Boom, as soon as the temperatures like this get it, it will literally freeze the reservoirs uh, solid. And if that happens, it can even split the reservoir in half. Wow. Well, tell us about antifreeze or, or coolant. I mean, it, it is good. That That is one of the things I always tell people to have checked. Uh, usually around, uh, usually before this, usually in November, we do a lot of winterizing for vehicles, which is, you know, checking the fluids to make sure uh, that the coolant has good protection, which allows it to not freeze in the winter. Mm-hmm. People think that it's just there to cool the engine. It's there, but it also has to not freeze in the winter. Um, also, other fluids, such as brake fluid, you want to make sure that the moisture content is not too high because it can turn into a bit of a slurry. Uh, also, checking battery charge. You know, all these things are things that can, you know, make mm-hmm. sure the vehicle is going to start and not have any issues on the road. 
Let's talk about breaks. Uh, breaks are really important, especially right now during the winter. Is there such a thing, Joe, as um, normal wear on our brakes? Like, when do you actually need to rep- uh, know that you need to replace the uh, the brake pads? So on a lot of vehicles, it's a little different. Uh, on a lot of vehicles, uh, what you'll have is wear indicators, which create a very high-pitched noise when you're driving, and the noise actually then goes away when you brake. Uh, other vehicles, such as a lot of newer German vehicles, will also have pad sensors, which will trigger a light telling you that your pads are low. Um, and what I always tell people one thing when it comes to braking is although your vehicle may be equipped with all-wheel drive, winter tires, 4x4, whatever it may be, lifted, you know, whatever you do to this vehicle to make it better in the snow, I always tell people just a reminder that while your vehicle may handle better in the snow, it's going to break basically like any other car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people get in these big vehicles or these, you know, vehicles with very uh, aggressive, you know, drivetrains like 4x4, all-wheel drive, and they get out there and they start driving fast. Uh, unfortunately, when you hit the brakes, you're going to be sliding pretty much like anyone else, so it's best to be careful with the, uh, how fast you're driving. Do you uh, recommend remote starting your vehicle, letting it run for a few minutes to warm up? Some folks say that it's unnecessary and it's wasteful. Yeah, I mean, so to be fair, it would be more for your own comfort. Um, during normal cold temperatures, you don't really need to warm a vehicle up. In, in in any type of situation where it's going to be extremely cold, like bordering zero or negative temperatures, it's not the worst to let the car warm up a bit. Uh, if anything, just to get the coolant warmer in the engine. Uh, you know, honestly, when it comes to performance, um, you know, honestly, you do, by warming your vehicle up in extreme conditions, you will improve the combustion and fuel economy. Um, honestly, most of the time, engines cooling systems use like a thermostat to maintain uh, its most efficient temperature range, um, which is usually around like 200 degrees. Uh, so it doesn't mean you have to get into it right then and there before you drive off, yeah. but helping it along its way, especially in extremely cold temperatures, is helpful. And a question about gas. Is it true that we have to have at least half a tank of gas in our cars when it's cold? Well, I mean, uh, so gasoline, uh, it, there there are two, usually at least two changes in it during the year. One as we get into summer and one as we get into winter. Uh, honestly, it, it, the odds of it, you know, freezing your tank is, is, is rare. Um, but uh, it's usually recommended to keep over a quarter of a tank in your, uh, in your vehicle, uh, especially if it's going to be extremely cold. Any specific tips for winterizing electric cars? So to be fair, the only thing I have on electric cars is a lot of people, uh, you know, get into these things and they worry about like, wait, you know, there's no engine, there's no coolant, how does this car heat? Technically, they heat up faster, uh, the, the actual air in the vehicle heats up faster than in most normal cars because it's electrical, not uh, hot co- coolant becoming hotter. Uh, the one downside to electric cars, is, especially full uh, EV vehicles, mm-hmm. you have to be aware that in cold uh, weather, the vehicle can lose about 40, uh, about 40% of its range, uh, especially if you are using the heat. Uh, yeah. So. You know, that's the problem. It runs off of electricity. So anything you do will drop that charge. So cold temperatures and using the heat at the same time, 
you know, say if you had a vehicle that could go two, you know, a hundred miles, right? Uh, you could drop it as, as much as forty miles off that. So it's yeah. very care. You have to be very careful on routing where you're going to be going if you're using an electric car during these times. And uh, making sure that our tail and our headlights work. That's also super important. I know that some people have their hazards on, Joe, when they when they drive in the rain so that people can see them. Would this be good advice for those who are driving in the snow today and tomorrow? You know what? If we have blizzards, that is that, that, that's not a bad thing to do. You know, uh, honestly, you know, when it comes down to dri- driving in heavy blizzards, visibility is everything. You want people to you you want to know where people are, but you also want people to know where you are because let's be real. As good of a driver as everyone thinks they are, you still have to contend with how bad of a driver everyone else is. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, if you're driving in heavy, usually that would only contain to like really, really, really heavy snow, though. If it's just snowing normally out, putting the hazards on wouldn't really do anything. And honestly, it would make people think you might have like some kind of emergency with your vehicle. So usually it's the same thing with like heavy rain, only in yeah. like the heaviest. That's true. Very good tips there. Joe Bettencourt, Jr. of Joe's Expert Auto in Lincoln Park. Stay safe, Joe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sasha.